All right, episode 52 of the Odd G's podcast. There he is, Harry Mays, Jason Martinez. And I'm just going to say this right out of the gate, Harry. First opening statement of the program. We have no plan whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. We're just trying to figure out what's going on here. I mean, we're kind of in this lull now. And this is the, the time of sports radio that I used to hate. You know, when the, when the Super Bowl is over, especially your team's in it. So you were all the way in to the very end. And now it's sort of that that down period, you know, where you're, you're like, it's now the dip what? in the schedule, Harry. And I'm not yeah. talking about a Copenhagen. No, no, no. You should quit that, by the way. I should. I did it a long time ago. It's one of the oh, best yeah. thing, decisions I've made. Um, but yeah, we're in that lull. You know, I, was, I know the Sixers had a big win last night, a big game last night against Memphis, but it's kind of, you know, I'm going to eventually get jacked up about them going into the playoffs. The problem with that is, is you really have to wait until the playoffs come because of what they've done the last couple of seasons. They can't get out of the second round. So once it's, it's kind of hard to get wrapped up into any part of the regular season with them. Would you agree? I, I think they, for people to start really get wrapped up in it, it's the conference final when you get past the second round. And if you get to a conference final. Yeah. We won't see the flags on the car, a la 2001, Harry, until the conference final. No, no, I don't know. I don't agree with that. I think once the playoffs start, I get cranked up, and then they got to get to the conference final in order to make the season interesting. I'll give you that, but you're not not going to tell me you're not going to watch the first round, are you? No, I'll watch it, but I think the masses come in. The the fringe starts to enter the equation at the conference final. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, and part of that could also be the fact that there's a lot of buzz for the Philadelphia Phillies spring training right now. As well, you know, there should be. People are anxious to get started, I'm, and I'm one of them. I don't get cranked up about spring training, but you know, I don't really watch spring training games because I never try to get too high or too low about spring training performances, yeah. good or bad. You know, because it game, really yeah. means anything, right? Right. But uh, you know, once that season starts, I mean, I'm 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 excited for opening day. I can tell you that. It's a lot of times the excitement for opening day comes from the sheer, well, it's a new season and you never know. And the weather, what it signals on the calendar. Now this year we haven't had to shut down the weather. (laughs) No, yesterday was 70 some degrees. It was, it was actually hot. They could have played at Citizens Bank Park yesterday. They could have. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Today's a nice day too. I think it's in the fifties, but yeah, we've had a super mild winter, which for me has been great, but I, I hear what you're saying. It's not like, you know, we've been under 20 inches of snow and, yeah. and ice for six weeks. And it's yeah. like, Oh my God, springtime. <laughs> yeah. It, it's been a bizarre, bizarre winter. I mean, yeah. The last, again, like you said, like 70 yesterday, you wake up again today, the sun is like beaming. You're getting all the vitamin D in the world. And yeah. it's like, what is going on here? But I don't, yeah, I don't know if we end up paying the price. Yeah. What, what do you mean? In what way? Like March, we just get pummeled oh. with two huge snowstorms, you know. Well, that could happen. I mean, yeah, you know, March it, is a very unpredictable, very unpredictable month of March. Yeah. Well, oh, the old lady sure. was born in March, as was I, Harry. So, Oh, is that right? It's well, been unpredictable ever since. Things. Yes. <laughs> My sister is also a March baby, March yeah. the 9th. Yeah, uh, so I know exactly numbered. what you're talking about. But I had an interesting morning today. Now, just thinking about it. I, uh, Friday is trash and recycling day here in the neighborhood, right? Wow, fri- you got Fridays. That's, Friday, that's a shit yeah. day to have trash and recycling, Harry. I know. They moved it from Tuesday. It used to be Tuesday. Now yeah. it's Friday. And, I have the uh, perfect day. What's that? Monday. Monday. After yes. the weekend, the trash goes right out, and you start out your week clean. Right. I, I agree. That's a much better day. But needless to start, you know, that being said, it's Friday. So typically, they come around like now, like we're doing this podcast at eleven fifteen in the in the morning. Between like eleven and two, two is when they usually come. The first will be the trash typically, and then comes the recycling guy a little bit later. Yeah. Well, this morning, because I don't like putting it out at night and leaving my trash in the driveway. Around. Right. Um, so I put it out in the morning. Well, it's six thirty in the morning, and I'm getting ready to you know to do it, and here comes the the truck he's right out in front of my house and i'm upstairs picking out the trash from one of our bathrooms you know putting that bag into the big bag you know to take it outside and here's the truck and he's throwing the recycling from my neighbor into the back and he moves on so i'm like shoot 
It's the recycling that came first because that if, if I miss a week of trash, it's not that big of a deal because we only have one little bag anyway. But yeah. the recycling bin is filled yeah. every week. Empty so if vodka I'm, boxes. Exactly. You have wine <laughs> bottles everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's a scene, man. Yeah. You know? So so he goes up the street and I'm like, man, I got to run him down with the, with the damn canister Recycle. or the, with, the, with the bin. So I, <laughs> I put my flip flops on my slides on. I go outside and here I am trucking the recycling bin up the hill oh, about man. probably about five six hundred yards till i actually got him and he got his attention so he'd stop and he threw the shit in oh my god i would love to get video of i that. know i was literally trying to jog a slow jog pulling the big ass recycling thing you you pull a hammy trying to get the recycling. i'll tell you what harry you are committed to the planet i i would have thrown that shit right in the top of the trash can of course you would yeah yeah that's uh one of the many differences between you and me yeah, I would have taken a leak in the driveway and yep. put that shit in the trash can. <laughs> you see, I'm very particular about the driveway. Yeah, I don't like you peeing in it, and I don't like putting my trash in it the night yeah. before. I but I don't know. I am with you that I don't put the trash out the night. I will sometimes put the trash can out, but I will put the recycle bins and and spillover recycling out in the morning because right. because it does it blows all over the place. right yeah my neighbor has got you know they've got like five kids four or five kids i think yeah four now so they're trash producers oh my god and they're all they're all under the age of like eight so there's trash galore and he's got like yeah. three bins and then all there's always excess overflow sitting next to the bins and then the wind comes <laughs> knocks it yeah, over gone. and here's the shit all over the driveway and who picks it up me yeah, so you, you got to pick it up and put it right in his front door. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. That's what you got to do. We like in our neighborhood, we have this like uh, it's a water drainage system because we're yeah. built into a hill, right? So everything would blow down into this thing and oh. clog it from draining. Yeah. So I'd have to go down there with like a huge stick and unclog this enormous drain because everybody's fucking, you know, empty a gallon of milk is wedged in there. Yeah, and all that crap and. Like, you know, a bottle of wine or an empty bottle of uh, Tito's, Harry's not going to blow away. Right. But every right. cardboard and all that yep. other shit going everywhere. And plastic bottles, too, will blow, oh. blow you know. Yep. Um, and speaking of that, and while I'm on this, have you noticed the litter along the highway, especially here on the Blue Route 476 is right near my house. And it's I do a lot of traversing on the Blue Route between Plymouth Meeting and my house. It looks like. Six trash trucks overturned really? and a windstorm came. There is trash everywhere. It's disgusting. Wow. wow. Why is that been the case for a long period of time? Or is this just a recent development? Now, it's been the last couple of months. I've noticed it. And I pay wow. attention to this stuff, but don't they, didn't they used to always take like, uh, like some of the uh, inmates at certain, maybe yeah, low like Graterford. Well, no, not, not a, <laughs> Not a Cratersford guy, because those, those guys are real bad dudes. I'm talking about like the maybe the minimum security prison kind of people that might be doing 30 days or something. You know, they county lockup they call that. Yeah, Harry. like you know, didn't they used to take those guys around in a van and then they'd pick up? I remember those guys picking yep. up the trash on the side of the road. Yeah, well, they had that where they'd bring those guys so they could get out into the sunshine. They could yeah. pick up. Yeah, they would do that, and they also had the adopt a highway program. Harry. Right. Where yeah, well, the signs are up. The yeah. signs are still up, but nobody's adopting. Like they yeah. adopted, and then they left the kid there, and and they're not even feeding him. Yeah, now now it's in disrepair. It looks like shit. Yep. It, I mean, when you adopt the highway, you've got to clean your section exactly. Or the sign comes down. That's the whole point of it. Yes. See, yeah, if I ran point. for public office, I would bring that back. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's probably still there, but nobody's got their eye on the ball, Harry. Right. Yeah, it's, that's that's part of the problem. Yeah, you know, I've noticed that like, you you say you traverse the Blue Route quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Like I I will be on ninety five today, coming to the to the barn. Right, because the I got a Flyers Canadians tonight. Yeah, La Habitante is in town, and I got to go ninety five to get to the sports complex. I jump on ninety five at three twenty two before mm -hmm. Delaware. Um, three twenty two is one of the Concordville, isn't that what it says exactly. on the sign? Con yeah, yeah Concord. Uh, Pike or whatever Concord Pike yeah and I have noticed an inordinate amount of fresh graffiti 
on mm. the bridges. And there's this one guy, his, I think his name is Fez, because he has F-E-Z at least on 15 or 20 of these bridges. Really? With elaborate big uh, graffiti pieces. Like, I'm like, dude, you got two bridges. Do you need nine? You know what I mean? Wow. The same three. I don't know if it's Fez. I'm just kind of. It's like MHZ or FEZ, something like that. Well, the Fez is a song from Steely Dan. Yeah. I don't think it's an homage to Steely Dan. Okay. On the Royal Scam LP. Yes. (laughs) Steely Dan graffiti would be quite the the task. Yes. But the same guy, and as they call it in graffiti parlance, Harry, tags all Mm. these bridges. Right. That's what they call that. And I'd like to shut this guy down because it's out of control. You know, some of it looks okay, but yeah, I li- actually like good graffiti. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't do go up there and just like scribble something stupid, right? It's like good it's tattooing. Colorful. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's it's not quite the plight that people claim it is if it's done, you know, well. Correctly. But yeah, but like I wonder, like, how, when does this guy spend the six hours it takes to do that under the bridge and not get pinched? I, I know, like, I've never seen anybody doing the graffiti. Yeah, but you see graffiti everywhere. Everywhere, (laughs) right? They're aliens, and it's all over like the train cars too. You, you you know, like, like what are you doing? You're walking through a rail yard in the middle of the night with spray cans. Yeah, with with a huge bag of like thirty different spray paint cans. Like, what is going on? How are these people doing this? And you got to get a ladder too because those those freight cars are pretty high and they get way up there. So how do they do it? Yeah, I, I think an alien ship comes in, Harry, on a Chinese balloon. Yes, that's <laughs> and th- that's what these balloons are. They come that's in, they drop doing. people to do graffiti, and then they float them out of here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but geez, it's everywhere. Oh man, yeah, trash and graffiti. I thought I tell you, our our region here is really on an uptick. It <laughs> said, <laughs> said fucking no one anywhere. Exactly right. Uh, but you know what is on an uptick? Wealth what's Advisory that? Services. If you don't yeah. know them right now, you should. Paul, Dave, and their entire team have over 100 years of first-class service working with all different levels of investors across the country. You know, there's something more powerful than luck or coincidence that helps bring financial independence. It's called planning. And as professionals dedicated to continuing education and a high standard of ethics, they leave nothing to chance. Wealth Advisory Services will coordinate with other trusted pros to ensure seamless management of your assets with services that range from Portfolio management, insurance, tax, estate, retirement planning, and beyond. They're located in Bucks County and Cape May, New Jersey. WealthAdvisoryServices.com, a personalized approach to managing your wealth. There you go. Yeah. I get this DM from a guy still saying the flyer should have traded JVR's contract and signed Goudreau. Like, I can't take this anymore. Yeah, you get a lot of that uh, oh, Johnny it's... Goudreau stuff. You, you were getting that for years. Yeah, I mean, how yeah. much has he helped? Uh, how much has he helped the Columbus Blue Jackets, Harry? They're the worst team in the league, aren't they? Practically, <laughs> yes. I mean, I even know that. Like, the, I think maybe the Blackhawks might be the only worst well, team. Yeah, I mean, Anaheim. It's Columbus is the worst. I mean, oh, they, they are the worst. Okay. Oh, yeah, they have forty-one points. Yeah, um, and then it's Anaheim and and Chicago. I mean, hmm. like, stop already. The guy's twenty-nine. If you're rebuilding, you don't sign a 29 year old winger i just yeah I don't know. I, i've seen it enough it's unbelievable but the flyers should get a win tonight against uh the habs they stink yeah well flyers have lost what they're two five and three in their last 10 um Ooh. they haven't been they went on that trip to western canada yeah and they Vancouver, played a decent Calgary, game against edmonton well they saw seattle first they lost six to two they look like shit and then uh-huh. they lost 6-2 to Vancouver, but there's two empty netters, and they played much better in that game. But then in the Calgary game, which they won, they lost Konechny. Oh, wow. Yeah, he no took good. a good shot from behind. So I'm not sure if he's back tonight or not or what the deal is. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they've been towards the scratching guys, Sanheim. So it's been it's been interesting. You know, nobody, nobody's been immune. You play like shit. And Sanheim – he played his junior hockey out there in Calgary at family in. It's not uh-huh. like you get to Calgary often for the family to come see you play. Yeah, and exactly. You scratch them. Only once a once a season they go out there, right? Yeah. Yeah, you had Alberta once a year. So now here I'm reading Charlie O'Connor 
uh, from 50 minutes ago. Konechny not available tonight. He's still being evaluated, so no update on his long-term status. Yeah, I, okay, I, so. I think yeah, I think it's a collarbone or a dislocated shoulder. Oh, that's no from good. the hit. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. So yeah. he's having a great year, but yeah. You know. Now, did you see um, the tweet? I think probably Crossing Broad put it out. I'm sure. Awful announcing picked it up uh, from Kevin Harlan's call last night from the Sixers game. I keep seeing. Yeah, I have a sequence heard. late in the game, and it was awesome. I even like retweeted it or something. It was really good. He's so, so you, good. Oh, he's great. Oh, I'm a big phenomenal. fan of Kevin Harlan. Yeah, can you pull that up and play it? Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up your Twitter right now. Let's. Yeah, go. I, I know. I retweeted it. All right, here it is. Let me. Uh, I'm going to move it over to the other screen so we can we can broadcast Kevin Harlan on the program. I, I want to put this up because I want to get a little juice. I'm I'm lacking some juice. I'm watching a golf tournament all this week, and I picked a. Uh, uh, Matt Kuchar as my one and done play, and uh-huh. he's seven over par this morning. Okay, so I need a little juice, a little, a little something, a little something to get you going here. Right? Yeah, Let's blow this yeah, up, make it a little bigger. Let me uh, minimize the background here, Harry. And there's nothing better than when the Wells or the uh, Wells Fargo Center gets rocking like this. It's like Citizens Bank Park, you know, when like Harper hits a big blast. It's a yeah, like it's the energy is just so good. Yeah. It get, it will get you pumped up. Though. Yeah. All right. Here's the uh, here's the Kevin Harlan call from last night. Saving it, Matt crossing midcourt in the corner for the lead. Harris. Harris. Morant in a thicket of defenders. No. Thicket. Look at this. Harden. Isn't that great? Uh, great. <laughs> that is so great. He says, uh, oh, on. He says, Morant in a thicket of defenders. No. That's a great line. How awesome is that? Yeah, in a thicket. <laughs> in a thicket. That's great stuff. Yeah, he, that's yeah. a great call. And yeah, that place is rocking. Like, yeah. I, when it's like that, it's just like, oh man, it's just yeah. unbelievable moment. The building literally shakes. Like the old Spectrum used to shake. Oh yeah, you know when Doc would come in there with like the rock, the rock the baby thing, or <laughs> rock, yeah, rock the cradle. Yeah, rock the baby with the dunk. Oh yeah, so great. Oh man, I wish. I hope it's like that tonight for the Flyers game. You think so? I don't know that it will be, Harry. <laughs> They're not playing uh, the consequential games that magnitude that the Sixers are playing right now. What is the uh, the attendance these days at these games? It's it's actually been pretty good yeah. um, compared to last year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they obviously when McDavid came to town and they had that two one win over Edmonton, the place is packed because he's a spectacle right. and you don't get to see him very often. But there's been some good, pretty good crowds. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what tonight's like. You know, Friday night game. Yeah. Against, you know, a team like the Canadians, a lot of history, but not a good team right now. So I'll be interested to see what that crowd's like tonight. But I'm um, going, uh, like McDavid, too. It's not like a Crosby. It's like, it's not like you hate McDavid. No, you just want to see this freak show. He's a right. freak. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, I, I talked to a lot of people that were at that game. Like, just watching him in person is insane because of how fast he is. Like, he, you see how fast he is on TV, but when you see him in person, it's yeah. like going to an NBA game for the first time. Like you realize, okay, that first step, like, you know, like Iverson would make. Right. Was was fast. But then you see it in person. You're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Or it's like going to like watching auto racing on TV. And then you go in person and you're like, holy shit. Right. Because the TV can't capture the sound, the smell. And just the the raw speed or athleticism or in the NBA. Like I think they do a poor job of. It's not their fault, but being able to show the size of these guys, mm-hmm. like they should have to stand next to a five foot ten regular person during every TV timeout, so you understand that they're a foot and a half taller. Yeah, I, it's a shame there's not a better way to photograph. You know, have cameras. Yeah, the, like because that guy that sits underneath the the basket stanchion, you know, like mm-hmm. he's in harm's way a lot of times. But like they need more shots like that. Yeah. But you can't do it. I don't, you know, yeah, you know, those uh, those front row seats are high dollar property for the ownership. You know, they they don't want to get rid of that. Absolutely. You know, the thing is, too, like in golf, 
Yeah. I, I found the one thing in golf that they don't broadcast well are the undulations of the golf course, the hills. Mm-hmm. Like on TV, it's almost sometimes looks two dimensional. And we don't realize that because you know what it's like when you're standing yeah. on an uphill lie and you oh, yeah. have no view of your target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, blind shots, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So we see the game on TV from up here when the game is played from down there. But they know? do such a great job. The difference with golf is is it used to be the blimp. Now it's the drones. The yeah. drones have added a whole new element to photographing, you know, transmitting golf. It's really yeah. kind of cool. But I agree Trace with you. The shot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the shot trade. Although sometimes those things are off. Yeah. And they really screw, they really yeah. screw you up. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, those – Watching that kind of stuff. I mean, sports is broadcast better now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even close, but um, there's still it's it's not perfect. I, I'd like to I, I don't know how they do it, but um, yeah, I have to remind people a lot of times that in hockey, like the goalie, it they always oh, got to make that save. But you got to realize that the puck is coming from the ground, not from your eye view like you see it on TV. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a pitch. It doesn't come straight in. Right. It's coming. Everything's coming up from the ice and up. So right. it's a lot different than, than I think we give it credit for sometimes. Um, I saw this article last week and I saved it for us. Uh, Cause I want to get your take on it. It was um, the future of sports illustrated and sports journalism is bleak is the headline. Mm-hmm. All right. Who wrote this, Harry? What's truly being lamented is a bygone era of sports media that almost certainly isn't coming back. This is a guy named Ian Castleberry. Uh, it's on the Barrett Sports Media website. Okay. Our what former a, what program, a name that is. Our former um, program director, uh, Jason, Jason Barrett, before your time. Yeah. Before you got to the Fanatic. He had a cup of was, coffee at the Fanatic. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't there very long. I, he, I think he lasted about seven months and he bolted. Yeah. Did he um, bolt or did they find the Hagen? No, no. Like, I think I think he bolted. Hagen guy. He bolted on him and then they found the Hagen. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll um, come in. We'll fix it. But it says it's basically the, the gist of it is like, you know, Sports Illustrated has laid off like uh, a number of staffers. A lot of their uh uh big guys like baseball editors gone, the NBA writer Howard Beck and Jeremy Wu, they're gone college editor molly geary nba editors um not senator geary no no <laughs> that's <laughs> oh that's a good pull right there <laughs> oh the godfather yes yeah where he's in the brothel yes right and that's, the, how, they, and, that's how they get him under control and the call the, the the uh the hooker dies right yeah in his bed yeah well they they killed her they drugged him killed her and made him think he killed her. She so died he... during the sex, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and so now he is under their control. Exactly. Because they, they cleaned it up for him. And and Tom went to see him, right? Yes. <laughs> exactly. But basically the gist of this thing is that, you know, Sports Illustrated, when I was growing up, was something, I mean, I subscribed when I was, you know, probably in the sixth grade. And I had it all through high school. And I used to look forward mm-hmm. to that weekly sports magazine because obviously you know there wasn't cable tv until i was in you know senior high you know junior in high school whatever it was for me and that sports illustrated was my conduit you know to sports really and big national stories yes but by big time writers you know frank deford i mean you had these mm-hmm. great you know these great writers that used to put together good stuff and you'd get insight into your team or you know whatever you know the big time athletes that you that you could only really get there yeah. and now with you know the everything has gone you know crazy where we got 18 cable channels with all sports on them all day long there's no more, there's no more need for that. So obviously it goes into the to the internet. You know, Sports Illustrated has their website. Which how many times did you go to the SI website? I I don't think I've been there in years, Harry. Probably since Peter King left. Right. That, and same with me. And I used to go there periodically when I was doing the shows. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd read Peter King's Monday Morning Quarterback column, yep. and then he took that elsewhere and basically created a, something somewhere else. NBC. But is that is that where you went? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And. You know, they're, they're like lamenting that this is gone. I'm like, you know, dude, it's been replaced by a hundred different other things. Yeah. And like, do you miss it? 
I don't miss no. it. No. I, I miss the time that it was. Yes. Because it was a simpler time. Of course. Um, you know, getting a magazine in the mail every week, it was like, you know, that was a get. Like, oh, man, look at this. And you had the pictures, you had the touch and feel. Yep. And you had the great writers in there and the sections that you checked out. And the great and, photographs. Like, they had the great oh, photography. That's one, yeah. one of the big things they were known for. And then, but you know, all that's gone now. Everything has to be delivered instantly, and its shelf life is. I mean, you used to keep those magazines sure. too. Yeah, they were like you know, Playboys. Yeah, like you Jordan on the cover. You're like, I'm yeah. keeping this, right? Yeah, and then you didn't the, even know that he was going to be the legend that he was until, right? You know, years later, but you kept him anyway. And then this this piece evolves into like the death of long form journalism. Okay, and. I'm thinking like long form journalism for me, it, it, I've been modernized, man, with, you know, with the phone and everything that has made me like seek out short term, like yeah. journalism, short form journalism. I don't, yeah. I can't do the long form journalism anymore. I, I can't even believe that I ever had time for it. You know what I mean? I used I, to. I, I agree with you. I, some, somewhere along the line, somebody planted a chip in me that's got a timer. Yeah, <laughs> it says you have got to be faster or I'm done. <laughs> yeah, your, your timer is a little shorter than mine, but I hear what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, if if you have three minutes, I got about 90 seconds. <laughs> but the other thing is like the stories that used to be covered in like a magazine or publication, you know, whatever long form journalism sports you're talking about is now on your your TV or on your computer in the form of like 30 for thirties and yep. you know, things like that, that I love. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I'd rather watch it than read it. Yeah. Well, I miss, I miss the, the period in our, in our lives where that was the simplicity of it. Um, it has been replaced and it has been improved with mm -hmm. its replacement. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't remember the last time I read a magazine. I mean, even like when you go to the airport, you know, you catch it, you grab a mag for the ride, yeah. you grab a Maxim, right? Right. Well, the think, ESPN magazine used to. That's no longer. They don't. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, the ESPN the magazine. I, I think the last, that. the last magazine I used to read pretty frequently was actually Men's Health, mm. and the only reason I read it is because you get good stuff in there for ancillary conversation about that we could use on shows. Guy talk. Type yes. of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now Brian there was an Cunningham. Ask Jimmy the bartender section in there, and there was always these great dilemmas that he'd be presented. I remember that you would, you and Mike used to talk about. Yes, those, right. I used to pinch those right from there. I'd take them out, and we and we dis we'll discuss it. We'll talk. Brian, about it. Brian Cunningham says the days of the swimsuit issue and the f and football phones are gone. Remember the yeah. football phone? Yeah, <laughs> I never had the football phone. Either, I think they but... gave that to you as a gift if you subscribed, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it had like the bubbles on it, like a, like the the dimples of a football. Yeah. yeah. You would have got the golf ball one, though, Harry. Exactly. Yeah. For the balada. It would have been a balada ball back then. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are, do you have the countdown timer going to the Masters, Harry? Because we're getting really close now. We're ready to turn the calendar to March here in a couple of days. I do. Oh, um, hold on. I got more texts here from the old boss. Uh, let me see. Where oh, let's go. Here we go. The Masters is 40 days and 19 hours from now. Wow. So 41 days. So April the 6th. Round or uh, less than three weeks now, they'll be teeing it up at Augusta. No, that's three crazy. weeks. Yeah. I said 41 days. Oh, 41 days. I'm yeah. That's 20. almost like it's like six yeah. weeks. Ooh, that would have been St. Patty's Day ish. Yeah, now uh, the the one the players championship is less than two weeks away. Wow, that's the other big one that comes in March. But, yeah, yeah, but well, the swimsuit issue, man, you remember that? Oh, come on, dude! I remember the one when I when I was in uh, I must have been junior high school. This is they they started that in like the mid to late seventies, if I remember correctly. Did they really? Yeah, the swimsuit issue and Cheryl. It was Cheryl Teagues. Who was the Ooh, big supermodel? Yeah, then was on the cover, and I think she had like a mesh see-through thing. Dude, I was thirteen. That was Nirvana for me. Yeah. 
I <laughs> stared at that thing on a nightly basis for six weeks. So the white, okay, so she's yes. on the cover and the white, oh my God. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm going to put it on the screen. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, this was, you know, think about it. You're 13 years it old. It looks like a fishing net, Harry. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> you know, your hormones are, are starting to rage. <laughs> and this comes in the mail. Addressed to yeah. you. Not addressed to your old man where you had to go yeah. steal it. All right. Here she is. Yeah. Is that the oh, one I'm you're talking you, about? Yes, that's the one. That's the one. I mean, that and the Farrah Fawcett poster, which was right around the same time period, I mean, are permanently, you know, etched in my brain. Uh, <laughs> the Farrah Fawcett? Yeah, the Farrah Fawcett poster where she's like sitting down in a in a one piece. No, that's not it. Whatever that is over there. She's got like a one piece bathing suit on. I think it was red with a blue outline, like a with a blue border. Right. And uh, it was very cold in the studio where they took the photo, if you know what I'm saying. This oh, yeah. This was an okay. epic I, poster. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen yes. this. Yeah, pull that up. It's on their wall. Yeah. You can buy it, by the way, for 20 bucks. $20 uh, for that? Yeah. Yeah. This not, was, I mean, a, this I was unbelievable. Me. Everybody had it. I didn't have it because I wouldn't have been allowed to put it on my wall. Wow. So I didn't get it. Right, but I did have the, the Deborah Harry poster from Parallel Lines, the Blondie record. And mm -hmm. I put that up on the inside of my closet door. So you're talking so, about this one where she's got, it's a little big, so. Yes, that's the one. Now, now, can you it. scroll up? Yeah. See yeah the there, red, I remember the red. It's getting better suit. as we go down, Harry. It actually doesn't have a blue border on it. It just looked kind of dark, but it's all red. And yeah. uh, that, I mean, you know. I wasn't allowed to have that up, so but all my friends had it. Yeah. Yeah, that was very that popular around the same time period. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, was, that was great stuff. There may be some blue in it. There, there's some blue. You can't tell on you that think? screen share, but yeah, there's definitely some yeah. blue. Yes, I closely analyzed that, that poster. Yes, you, yes yeah. you have. I mean, I probably got the <laughs> A magnifying glass out. too closely. I probably it. got the magnifying glass out. <laughs> yeah. You were, you were there in the chair looking at it? On the top of the glasses with a yes. magnifying glass? Yes. Like Tony Bruno ready to go to the phone. Let's go to the phone, Tyre. Uh, Tony, there's no calls. There's no calls. Man, let's go back to the phone. <laughs> Unreal. Let's oh, tell the man. people about Fudge Kitchen, Harry. Yeah, man. The official sponsor of Not For Long Media and the Aji's podcast is the original Fudge Kitchen. It's a staple of the Jersey Shore. Six locations, Cape May, Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City, the original Fudge Kitchen. They make all their fudge right in the store, guaranteeing a delicious and fresh product. So stop by and let them know that N4L sent you. But if you're not able to get there in person, you know, it's not summertime. Maybe you're not going down to the shore. No problem. They ship across the USA. Be sure and check them out at fudgekitchens.com, the original Fudge Kitchen, shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. Now, Valentine's Day has come and gone. Um, were you going out? with the the old lady for valentine's day we went out to dinner we did, did. A, a nice dinner in the borough yeah did you go to a little fondue i know she's a fan of the fondue N no we didn't do the fondue we went to a place called sedona in westchester oh had a nice meal we went with her brother and his fiance nice. um, for the night so yeah no nothing nothing too crazy but um no it was good hmm. but we didn't we didn't not do the melting pot this time the melting pot i remember that was a big point of discussion yeah. on the show well, we took last year, um, I forget what the occasion was. We, Me and Ange took the kids to the melting pot for the first time. Oh. And they, they enjoyed loved it? it. Well, yeah, you oh, yeah. cook your own food. Yeah. You, know, you got the fondue with the chocolate at the end and the uh -huh. fruit and everything. And you know, the cheese in the beginning. You know, the whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it, they loved it. You know, the girls yeah. had a blast. Evan, that was kind of what, you know, whatever, but. Yeah. Um, his, you know what his, else? Season's finally winding down, thank God. Oh, Burn. his hockey season? Oh, oh my He's just God, got varsity bad. left now, so. Okay. Yeah, wow. It's been, it's been bananas. You, you know what else has kind of sucked uh, and usually fills this time period after football is the college basketball, the local scene. Yeah, not in Philly, Harry. Not this year. I mean, this no. is going to be the first year that Villanova will not make the tournament in quite a, a while, if I re remember correctly. I mean, it's, this yep. might be... I got to look back on it. I don't know. Well, no, first time a Jim. big five team's not going to be there since 77, I think so. Is that is that true? 
I, th- I think so. I think that's the year 77. I can't even oh put that out. That's uh, that predates that Penn squad that went to the 79 final four. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's Man. incredible. Yeah. Cause I mean, temple, uh, you know, they had it going for a little while and they just turned the ball over. It's just an alarming rate. They've got an issue with one of their star players. He's now uh, not with the team. And I don't think it's by accident. Mm. Um, they're a disaster. And Villanova is like, last I looked, we're around 500. Jay gets out at the right time, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. But that just yeah. goes to show you what coaching does, because there's no way that squad would be hovering around the 500 mark if Jay no. was still the coach. No, they, they'd be a four seed, Harry. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So Yeah, but you're right. You don't have, I mean, like Selection Sunday doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. Right. Because nobody's right. nobody's dancing from here, so I, I don't I don't see Temple with the way they turn the ball over, winning three or four straight games in their conference, conference tournament to win no. it and guarantee a bid. And from what I've seen of Villanova, they're not they're not winning that Big East tournament. There's some good no. teams in that league, no. so we're probably going to be devoid of it locally, did, did you, which stinks. Did you see too um, the story that Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad put out about NBC Sports Philadelphia being really unhappy with uh, the fact that Michael Bachan said bullshit on the air twice after the Super Bowl. Oh, when he was uh, complaining about the referee's call? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I saw the video of him doing that. Um, but no, I didn't know that they were uh, not so yeah, happy with him. Yeah, apparently they were upset. I Apparently, I think he was back on the air maybe last night, or he's going to be back on the air very soon. So are but, you saying that he was suspended? Is that what people are thinking? I don't know. Like Kevin was, wasn't sure. He said he got a tip to look at it. Hmm. but you know other than that so here's the let me play the video i remember seeing the video probably the day after yeah so you know he he was i mean everybody a lot of people were obviously very upset with the way the super bowl finished because Mm -hmm. they feel like the it didn't give the eagles a chance with the ball to be able to go down and you know try and get this game tied or whatever it would have been so right because the, the chiefs probably still would have made the field goal yeah, yeah, I, I'm not, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They would have yeah. taken the lead. So here's Michael Barkham after the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts, and then to get to a third and eight on the 15-yard line and an incomplete pass and call Shepard's team with a bullshit call. I mean, ever complete bullshit is unbelievable. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. So, yeah, the double drop of the bullshit. And Barrett's face is like double BS. Yeah, Barrett. <laughs> oh, well. He just said bullshit. <laughs> wow. That, he just said bullshit uh, twice. That's funny. That, it's like I used to do shows with Barrett. Whenever I would go off and curse, he would, he would, get, he would give you know. me that same look. <laughs> oh, Harry just said fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, he's allowed to do that on a cable station, though, right? You, It's not an FCC violation, Harry. Right. But it's not really the code of ethics of NBC Sports. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And Michael knows that. Uh, yeah. I think the funniest thing about the video is that Michael Bartan's torso is the same size as Barrett Brooks's quad. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett's a big dude, man. Holy um, shit. But uh, when when Barkan gets amped like that, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like, Eddie B is here. Remember when he used to do that stuff on the Daily, Daily News Live? <laughs> he'd come in, he'd be welcoming whoever was on the panel. Yeah. And, and the be, Colonel, and, yeah, hey, Michael, yeah. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is like he would give this like grandiose introduction to a guy who had not much presence. Let's right, say. right, right. Like Eddie Barker was, hey, Eddie well, Barker. yeah. I mean, a lot of those writers. I mean, they, you know, they, yeah, they're not personalities. TV, right, being on TV was, I imagine, was kind of uncomfortable for some of those guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, it's but like, Barker, oh, like shoot. and we got Eddie Barker with. <laughs> It's like what? <laughs> but Stan Hockman. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley, how are you? Who was the greatest, by the way? That guy was the greatest. <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> he yeah, used to there's... come in in the early days of the fanatic back when we were on AM and record these like editorial kind of pieces. Like once a week he'd come in. And uh, I always wanted to be in the studio when he came in because he was just so great to talk to. Yeah, very venerable. Yes. You know? Yep. I mean, think about some of the good. I mean, Hockman and and 
I mean, you look Covering at Wilt Chamberlain and stuff. Yeah, you know? Phil Jasner. Right. Ja- right. Well, Jasner was really famous with AI. He was like his favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he loved Phil Jasner. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He had a and lot of respect for him. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That we we had there was like those guys in every sport. You know, well, I mean, yeah. we had the great Bill Lyon, the columnist. Yes, and the he bulletin. Was, you know, even For even Conlon before uh, you know we, what we found yeah. out uh, towards the end. But yeah, he, he was great covering Back in nineteen seventy nine. You know, that oh, guy was awful. I know. Um, but but yeah, we had great writers here. Yeah. I mean, think about it. In in every sport, and who was the great hockey writer? It was Panache. Okay, was yeah, Tim Panaccio. Yeah, Pinaccio. right, right. Um, right. was probably there. Um, yeah, I mean, we all we had the, all these great journalists at that time, and it just all, I don't know. I mean, now Salisbury's he gone, right? Yeah, he right. retired. He just retired, I think. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised he retired with this season on deck. Yeah, well, that's that's what makes me think it wasn't really a retirement. You think so? Well, I mean, Mutual agreement. You know, wouldn't wouldn't you want that guy on? You know, covering this team if if the powers that be didn't say, you know, we got to cut. Yeah, maybe you're you know? right. I don't yeah, know. That's, point. that's a shame. It, it is. Taking a lot of guys out of the game. So I know. I mean, it goes back to that article we're talking about, you know? Yeah. Like, but, but, I mean, some of these timepieces needed to go, too. Like, let's right. be honest. Right. You know? I mean, Agreed. not everybody can be as fresh and exciting as I was for 30 years. Speaking of going away, yeah. he's now gone. Yeah, I mean, Jim yeah. Gardner's gone, for Christ's sake. I mean, what do you think Angelo did on his first day off? Whatever I wanted. <laughs> I guarantee he didn't sleep in. No. <laughs> After all those years. That's got to be hard, man. Yeah. I mean, for 30-plus years, getting up at 3, 3.30 in the morning, like, how do yeah. you readjust from that? Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, that's going to be impossible for him to do. I mean, you might have to do what they do when the rock stars came to like the Waldorf and they black out the windows in their suites because they didn't come in until three, four in the morning. And then they'd sleep all day the next day for their gig at the garden. My sister yeah. used to work there. She told me about it. Like, oh, yeah, Eric Clapton's uh, here for three nights. And we had to go up in the room and, and black out all his windows. Yeah, because they're up. Got to sleep with it when the sun's up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird existence. It is. Um, you want to tell people about shots and giggles, Harry? Uh Yeah, we can. Uh, we can do that. Hold on, let me pull it up here because I got that in a different uh, in a different spot. Yeah, our friends over at Shots and Giggles. They are the go-to locals and wannabe locals bar in Key West, Florida, right behind Sloppy Joe's, right next to Tattoos and Scars Saloon, just off Green Street. Shots and Giggles is known for its relaxed atmosphere, cold drinks and always having the game on any of their five TVs. Their owners, Steve and Hanya, are the greatest. They're going to take good care of you. They've been down there for 18 years enjoying the sunshine and the small-town feel of Key West. Stop by their big football fans. I know the season's over, but they'll still want to talk Eagles with you or NFC East. So when you're down in the Keys this winter uh, season, stop by Shots and Giggles, hang out with the awesome bartenders, grab a to-go drink uh, from the takeout window, and watch some sports on their TVs. It's a it's a southernmost NFC East bar, shotsandgiggles.com. There you go. That's yep. beautiful. They're also uh, on Instagram and Facebook too. So there you go. Shots and giggles down there. Yeah. I gotta get down there. I gotta get down to the keys. I've never have been. you ever been? No, I've never been. I haven't either. Yeah. Yeah. A lot I've, of people I've been told say to that, rent a car. Well, yeah, you gotta, you know, if you, what do you fly into my Miami? Yeah, and then you drive down. Uh, what is it, Isla Morada, and all that, and you go all the way to the tip. It takes yeah. a couple of hours. Yeah, it's like a three-hour drive. Somebody just told me just rent a convertible from Miami and enjoy the ride. Right. That's kind of the cliche thing to do, but that's what you got to do. Yeah. You know, is there any traffic though? Am I going to be stuck in traffic on this? Yeah, there's probably ride? there's probably a lot of traffic. I imagine it's probably you know like a two-lane road most of the way. Don't don't yeah. do it. Ease. It's not I ninety-five going down there. These two, I ninety five is horrible. <laughs> that there's no flow to that shithole either. No, so, well, not around here. There isn't. No, that's for sure. Yeah, maybe in in South Carolina, North, the northern, yeah. northern parts of South Carolina of Charleston, you can get away with a little. You now you said Charleston. Charleston. Did you see the latest on Charles Barkley? I did not. Um, I just saw this today. 
Charles Barkley is considering a CNN offer. To do what? To do a show with Gail King, who does mm. the CBS This Morning shows. Yeah. He's confirmed it to the New York Post that he's indeed considering an offer to host a show on CNN. Uh, and he, he would only do so because they're a train wreck right now, basically. And he has so much respect for Gail King. Okay, so they would they would take on like issues or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I guess I, I don't. Show. I I think it would probably be you know once or twice, maybe three times a week. Because he said, as for the schedule, uh, no one should expect to see him on CNN every night. He said plainly that was quote never going to happen. Yeah, I don't he's not going to work that hard. I don't no. blame him. No, I mean I can see him doing a, a once a week thing for forty weeks of the fifty two a year. Like I'm negotiating his contract now, apparently. Right. Um, because and you put them on on like Sunday night, like they did with like Anthony Bourdain, you know? Okay. Because I mean, their primetime lineup, if he's not going to do every day, you can't put him in Monday through Friday in their primetime lineup. Correct. So you can't do any of that. So you got to, you got to put him on a weekend and put him on like a Sunday night magazine type show with Gail King and they take on an issue. Yeah. I'd watch that. I would too. I mean, I'd watch There's Charles not- basically do anything. Yeah, he's um, to me, he's not only entertaining, but he, he's real. He gets it. Yeah. Yeah. And he says this is a quote from him. I just want to help the company because obviously it's a shit show right now. End quote. Of course, well, he works, for, Warner. Them. He he works, works for, for them now with TNT. Yeah. Wow. Anything hmm. I can do to help, he says. So that, wow. that sounds like it might get done. I'd be interested in watching that. Yeah. We'll see if uh, Charles and Gail King. Gail. <laughs> um, if, if that ends up coming to fruition. Now, what well, do you do with that impression now that he's gone? Do you amp it up and do it more to sort of keep him alive? Or that's a good is, question. I, I think it has, I think it's going to have a drop off point. You think it's so? still kind of fresh because he just retired. Mm-hmm. But then it, it, as he fades, so does the impression. Right. Like, does Caliendo still do Madden? Yeah, um, that's different. Madden's dead. Well, I know, but I'm saying, like, did he? Because I haven't kept in touch with Caliendo over the last, you know, couple of years either. Was he doing a lot of Madden after Madden retired from television? Mm-hmm. I that's a good question. I don't know. I know that when Harry Callis passed away, Conklin shelved that. He did. I, I don't know if he does it. Still doesn't do it or not. But he shelved the Harry Callis one because he passed away. Oh, okay. You know what? Yeah. Some people would think it was in poor taste. Right, right. But I mean, Ange is still around. But yeah, I wasn't um, implying anything there. I don't yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it goes from there. Like, there, there's some too that like transcend that. Mm-hmm. Like Ange's. I don't do any very many impressions that are. You could at least tell who they are just by me doing them. Yeah. <laughs> but Ange and Anthony are two in in sports radio that are just so easy to do. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I haven't listened to Anthony in a while, so I know he was doing something about the Cowboys this week. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the one day I saw a tweet that uh, Anthony's finally ready to put the 2023 Eagles to rest, you know, in some question. Uh-huh. I'm like, here we go again. Well, we're going to put this team to bed. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, um, on the morning show, weren't they doing some – like town hall thing or something. Yes, Kincaid was, the, I guess, like having people in or something. I don't know. Yeah, where where were they doing that from? Yeah, I, that I don't know. I don't know if they were going to different sponsors and having all these rando guests. I have no idea, but I did see something that was listed or something like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm out because it looked <laughs> it looked like it was in a like a different studio. Oh, was it? Well, yeah, looked, like people would come in space. People would come in and watch the show. I think. Oh, you hear it? Could, it was open house week. Open house. That's what it. Not town hall. Open house. Yeah. So yeah. they had on. I guess it was Tuesday. Jim Curtin came in. Okay. Sean Coots came in. Coots. Holy shit! Did they spell his name wrong? In now, Coots is Coots good radio. Um, Sean Couturier came in. <laughs> like i said oh. is he good radio 
Oh, Harry. Most of those hockey guys are, are not good on the air. When they spelled his name on this banner right yeah. here. Yeah. They spelled his name C O U T Terrier. Couturier, oh, not Couturier. Oh, no. It's U R I E R. I hate to do it. You know who else was in on that day after Coots? Hmm. JDB, John DeBell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to do the, I used to do the Eagles pregame show with Johnny Sample <laughs> on WYSV. I remember that. He did. Him oh, and Johnny, that's that's yeah, awesome. Him and Johnny Sample. Well, that's uh, like the the Live Golf um, Twitter feed or whatever put out a like a poster like photograph of their new teams with all the players' names on it, and they misspelled Jason Kokrak's last name. Oh, jeez. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, just not good. Who edits this stuff? Obviously, yeah. nobody. Yeah, see, that's there's there is no Harry. Mm. Um, you know, what's it? Uh, like a check and balance kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And Mac McClung was at nine thirty. Okay, that's Your the boy. dude that won the dunk contest. Yeah, he was sensational. Yeah, and then Andrew Salchunas at nine forty. He's in at nine forty anyway. Don't give me this. <laughs> Jesus. What what are, what are we asking Chunas? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't we heard enough? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Um all right, let's put a wrap on it, Harry. Do we have anybody else we need to talk about here? Uh yeah, some sleep. Oh yeah, let's get some sleep. You know, cuz a lot of people in the Delaware Valley since uh you know the loss of the Super Bowl are having trouble getting enough sleep. Psalm Sleep has you covered. The scientifically advanced Psalm stack includes ingredients that are naturally found in your body like GABA, magnesium and melatonin. You know, sleep is the best form of recovery. Just ask NFL founder and NFL tight end Colin Thompson as it's helped him take his game to the next level. All you got to do is drink one serving just 30 minutes before bed and your body's going to naturally calm itself down. Jason, you could use this after a late night flyers tilt. Yeah. Um, other sleep supplements will leave you groggy in the morning, but not some sleep. Wake up feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the day. Make sure to check them out at GetSom.com and use the code G's, J-E-E-Z, for 10% off your order. Get some sleep. Get some sleep, and uh, we will get some rest over the weekend and uh, recover. We'll be back next week with episode 53 of the Odd G's podcast. Have, have a great weekend. Enjoy. Right. You too. See you next there week. Harry Mays and uh, Jason Martinez will be back on G's next week. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next time. Your everlasting summer, you can see it fading fast. So you grab a piece of something that you think is going to last. Well, you wouldn't even know a diamond if you held it in your hand. The things you think are precious, I can't understand. Are you reeling in the east? Stowing away the time.